You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello all. Welcome to Sunday Q&A. It's it's mannequin here at the moment um, for reasons that will become clear in January. Um, It is now 10 past four. I've only just finished printing the questions off, so I'll do my best to get this uploaded as quickly as I possibly can. We're going to go for it in one hit today because there's not too much to deal with. Uh, uh, yeah, so onwards and upwards. Let's let's see what we got. Right. So, firstly, uh, big shout out to the guy who I almost met at SIG on Friday, who was having a bit of a nightmare in the 26 ton because they were trying to put extra loads on him. I can't work out why he was wearing wellies. But why is a truck driver wearing wellies? And then I realised SIG jobs just all got a sight. My boots were caked by the end of the day, like, you know, so, um, but I was in the yard and he turned around and he says, uh, I know you. I went, YouTube? He went, yep. <laughs> but then bless him, I was going to say hello and I didn't get a chance to. So if you're watching, thank you very much. And next time, if I do do SIG again, it's actually quite a nice job. Um, I'll come and say hello. <laughs> uh, also, big thanks to Nick who rang me. Nick's kind of got his own HGV business out there. He's been in the game all his life. Um, and he, he generously volunteered. He said, you know, I know that you don't, you know, you, you're new to this truck thing. He said, but if there's something that one of the guys needs to know, um, or if there's something that you don't know that, you know, I can help you out with, he said, I'm more than happy. Give me a call. I, I can be the guy. I'm more than happy to put me in for anything like, you know, and that's dead handy because I, I, I never progressed professed in that thing. I know any of it like, you know, but I know there are people out there that do know a lot better than me, and it's really useful to have people like you guys, like the wise guys, who leave the comments and all that kind of stuff. It's really appreciated. It helps people. It's great. So, But thanks very much for taking the time to ring me, my friend, and I'm sure we'll be speaking soon. He was talking about urban arctics. I don't even know what I did. I barely know what an arctic is, let alone. I used to think it was like a, a roll you put in the freezer. But, um, yeah, urban arctics and how they can carry more weight and doing London. It's interesting. He's got, he said, I've got a plan. If it works, I'm happy to share it. I said, mate, if it works and you want to keep it yourself, keep it to yourself. But, you know, he said, no, 
No, I'm more than happy to share it. So, nice guy. And on the subject of sharing, um, Brendan, a huge driver training, who's the guy who put me through my class to top man. Um, in fact, he's actually best friends. I've just found out the other day, he's best friends with one of our drivers. They drink together, which is nice. He said, the ministry have got one at the moment. So if you've got... Um, probably mainly with trucks, but probably it could also apply to Luton vans or any kind of van. If you've got a van with a roller shutter door that goes down like that, and you've got the strap that you pull down, he said that strap has to be tucked in. He said what they've been doing is if that strap is hanging loose and it's flapping around, he said they've been taking photos and then doing them three points and like £100 fine. I'm not actually telling them to go up, taking the photo of the strap, with the um, the number plate and it's coming through. So, lads, take your strap in. Well, take, don't take no time at all. Just get in the habit of going, bop, and they can't get you. No one wants the points and no one wants to lose the money, do they? So, um, right, so what have we done this week? I uh, did one on Europe. Now, as I said, Europe is not my thing. Um, as Chris Lovett says, if you're not the man to talk to, then leave it to those who are. Problem with that, Chris, is I don't know who is. <laughs> I don't really watch anybody else. Like I say, it's ten past four on a Saturday. My my, my weekend is massively slipping away from me as it always does. Um, but I, I, I will say what I can, and then I'll leave it to what we call the wise guys. Anybody who wants to leave comments can. If you want to be the guy, if you want to leave some comments, if you want to share, please share. If you don't want to share, that's down to you. I, 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 I don't pass judgment. You do you at the end of the day. Um, uh, good domain name guy said there are some good YouTube truck vloggers. They, they, they're truck, these are truck vloggers, that's the only thing, uh, maybe, who do extensive European trucking. Um, people like Steve Blokes uh, vlog, Ned Kelly. I've seen Ned Kelly. Uh, Luke Vernon. It's worth asking them. The only thing I will say, that's more about running, you know, running six axles into Europe. And I wonder if it's different running a six axle into Europe as it is running a Luton van. But there are guys out there, obviously, you Try and see as many people as you can. And like I say, and if anybody knows any better, please please pass it on to me. Uh, TML says, what about small island jobs like Jersey or Shetland? Again, as I said in the, in the Luton video, I believe that what you would end up doing is you'd end up quoting there and back. So, it, I mean, be, be wise about it. Like, you know, because the jobs you get in a job back, I would quote it from where I pick up from to there plus the ferry, plus if there's an overnight stay, plus how much it's going to cost me to get back to a position where I could pick up another job from. You may end up too expensive. There is also ones that you can do. People like Simple Brian have said that um, what he would do is, say, for example, if you had to run a kidney machine up to, like I don't know, the Orkney Isles or something like that. I don't even know, I presume you have to get a ferry to the Orkney Isles. You run it right the way up there, and when you get nearly up there, there's a firm based there that basically just ferries the stuff backwards and forwards. Give it to them. It's only a little bit further, give it to them. So you might get it as close to Jersey as possible, and there might be a firm. But I can't really comment because it's something I don't do. Again, if anyone knows better than me, please feel free to share. Um, as um, one guy did, Dooza, he's, um, he's based in the UK. He's a Polish national, but he's based in the UK. He said the big foreign vans, 10EP, run at about €45 Euros a kilometre. He said they get the ferry both ways from the UK. He says anything they take out of the UK is a bonus. So I guess that's the same kind of thing. You probably take it from Poland or from an Eastern Bloc or Italy or somewhere to the UK, get your money coming out, get your decent money coming to the UK, and then whatever you get back is a backload. He says... Um, he says it's a bonus when they quote, they forget about crossing the water. So, again, I don't quite know where he's going with that. But um, he says, I have access to the UK and his favours the Eastern European Exchange. 
don't know about the Eastern European Exchange. If you want to give us a bit more information on that, Dozer, we'd appreciate it, my friend. He says, um, and loads go from the... He says they, they go on to... Loads from the CX go on to other exchanges. He says, on one job, you can have three or four middlemen. Um, he says, and another fair point about competition and running costs, we can't lower our prices. We, uh, we need to uh, stay afloat. So, yeah, any more on that, mate? That was very handy. Thank you very much for the main contributor on that one. It's much appreciated. But um, I say it's kind of not really my thing. But all I can do is tell you what I know, which is, as usual, wrong or at least highly inaccurate uh van on the run says he says i'm no expert either having done it he said but i can see the appeal in the adventure he said but thinking about it logically and making a pure business decision it just doesn't really stack up though i'm with you there mate um he says someone has already said drivers from the eu return ferry tunnel trip on their inbound journey so they have a big event yeah that you've got guys like like Dooza says they're coming here on their on their sort of their main load so trips from the uk tend to be considered as backloads as going home so again they're going to beat you every time on price aren't they really um so there's also the time you have to take for the crossing because, you know, that's, that's time out your working day. If you're on a ferry for two, three hours, that's two, three hours you could have been doing another job. He said, I, would, I wouldn't be happy just passing on the charge for the ferry tunnel. I'd want something for my time when making the crossing. And that's a fair point. You've got to take into account the time on the job. And, um, I do. Um, and um, yeah, just how long it's going to take you and how many dead miles you're on coming back. And when you start to factor all this into it, he said, like, from a business point of view, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But having said that, if you want to do it, not everything's about business. If you want to do it because you fancy doing it and you come home and you go, well, I made a few quid, but not maybe not as much as I did in a normal week, but I've got to drive along the Sorrento coastline. You know? <laughs> Life's not... Ice cream's there. Anybody? I'm having a 99. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah. From the business point of view, maybe not so much, but then I think we should have put that one to bed over now to talk about things I don't understand. Uh, one, oh, we did one about how do you know when you want a job? And it not being quite so straightforward. And I said, sometimes they have a tendency to, to run the job through and um, not tell you, which is naughty, because they're not supposed to do that. Godzilla said, he said, I've uh, had a sent through job Burmy in the past. It's a well-known company, just clicked accept um, from, from an e-quote. Nothing showed on my phone. Um, and as I was on the phone taking another job, so nothing pinged up. Half an hour later, I'll get a message saying, you haven't clicked accept. So it's just appeared. You know, you, you get it sometimes, except you didn't even see it. He said, I had to say that I had no idea the message had even come up. Uh, he said, he said oh, sorry, I can't do it. I've got another job. He said, then I get a round of abuse of how I'm unprofessional. Cheeky somethings. He said, clearly, he says, courier, my title, not mine, reader. He said, I explained politely how if they need to inform the courier if jobs have been allocated, it's good practice to call them and give them the slightest clue, but this apparently wasn't good enough. Uh, he, said, uh, he said, am I in the wrong? I've just had a... He said... I have just had a single company on my block list. No names, but it's um, it should roll with it. Sometimes you get sent up a seesaw of that panel. No, you're not in the wrong. I had this, we had this two weeks. Very, very frustrating. When the other mob tell you that you're wrong when you know they're not. So we got a job coming, and it was um, the job was going from someone like Sheffield in an 18-ton to Watford. Decent money. Coming back, we were very pleased. Then we turned out the job wasn't going from um, Sheffield to Watford. It was going from Sheffield to Kentish Town, which is another 20, 30 miles on. But not even there. It's in the LEZ 
And we can't go into the LEZ in our trucks because you need to have DVS and Euro 6. And we're not Euro 6, so even if I got the DVS fitted, still couldn't go in. Run the guy up, and we can't do this. We physically can't drive into there. You might as well tell us to drive into the sea. And he told us that we were wrong and we should do it. Why? Because you don't know the difference between London and Watford. No, I don't think so. So what do you do in these situations? You, just, you can give them negative feedback. They give you negative feedback. The problem is there's not always somewhere you can go. It was very frustrating. I think in the end what we had to do is we took it back to base, put it on another vehicle from another career company we know back at base, and he charged us probably two-thirds of the job to take it, the remaining 30 miles. But that's because he's got the vehicle to take it. So he's a nice guy. He didn't, he didn't overcharge us. He charges the money that was necessary. So the, 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 the pain there lies with the original shipper who didn't know what he was doing, but then it's on the phone telling us that we don't know what we're doing. Well, that's just annoying. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Here we go. Uh, M4 Production says, Pete does a Q&A every Sunday. How do I send my questions for him to answer, or does anybody know? M4, what you do is you write the question where you wrote this question. Because what I do on a Saturday is I go through the comments, copy and paste them, print them off on sheets like this, sit in front of the computer and read them out. So anything you want to know, mate, or anything that... I can possibly answer. I will always, to the best of my ability, just leave a question in the comments under this or in any of the videos, and I'm more than happy to have a go for you. Uh, domain name guy says, Carl, because we did about one on co-loading, he says, co-loading is the same as pallet networks. Most businesses assume that their pallet won't be delivered on the same, you know, on, on lots of different pallets on one, seven and a half tonne. So, yeah, there, there, is, there is something. The guy said recently, I think it was Van on the Rain, so what would you change about the exchange? I'd like to say I would make that app less layered. Sometimes I'm having to go through five different layers. If I'm going from searching for a load back to bookings, because I'm in small fleet, going back, 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 forward, 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 to find out, oh, no, then back to where I was before, and maybe something I could save in the settings so that rather than every time having to type in 7.5 tonne to 7.5 tonne from this location, from this date, like, like a set form, you could just go click. That would be handy. Um, where was I? Can't remember what's going with that one. Um, yeah, talking about code loading. Yeah, I've gone off at a tangent there. Let's just get back on track. Uh, Paul Davis, he said, LEZ payments. He said, all these places are introducing LEZ. I'm thinking of putting on my profile, LEZ payments will be added to invoice. Like, like you pointed out, Bath has, one has no idea. Your thoughts. The problem with that is it's a, it's, it's a nice idea, but it's not practical. If you try and get them after it, and you turn around and say, well, okay, the job was like 100 quid. And then they get an invoice. You say, oh, by the way, I've realised I had to go out in the LEZ. But it's now another 50 quid on a job. They go, what? No, I didn't agree to that. No, I don't know. What I mean. The best thing you can do, the only thing we can really do, is to ring them beforehand. Um, or to put in, when you, make, when you put the bid in, write in the notes, if this is inside of a zone, the extra charge will be applied. And then if you win the job, then ring them up and go, is it in the zone? A lot of the time I say, I don't know. I don't, oh, I don't think so, mate. No, no, it's not in the central London. Yeah, the zone's not even central London anymore. The zone is in Bath. The zone is in Birmingham from about a week to. It's supposed to be in Birmingham now, but they've put it off because of a mess up with a computer system or something like that. So what you can do is you say, is it in the zone? Because if it's in the zone, we'll have to charge you extra. And then see if they agree to it or not. And if they go, well, no, mate, no, the price is the price going. In that case, I'm sorry, I can't take the job. You know, because otherwise you, you will end up trying to chase them for the money, and in the end you'll give up and just end up doing it for the, for the existing thing. And it is going to get frustrating because, I mean, there is an app that tells you LEZ for London, but I haven't found one for Birmingham yet, and I don't know about Bath, and 
it, it gets a bit grey. It gets a bit muddied. It, would you say things like change about the CX? I would like them to have some way of working out from a postcode if something was in the zone and putting up a zone warning because it makes a difference to us. We don't get the money. It's just another poor person's tax, isn't it? Us as small businesses trying to make a way, we, all, all the money will go to Bath Council or London Council or Birmingham Council. We don't get it. The shipper might pay it. We don't get it. Just, just, just pass it on. Or just steer clear of these places altogether, which is what will happen eventually. Right, Ian Merrick. Good to speak to you again, my friend. He says... Um, he says, but regarding the direct and um, dedicated, it should command a premium rate, again, going into the early Z, and with no co-loading, it shouldn't be up for discussion anymore. He said, we haven't found an efficient way of decarbonising the global haulage fleet. In lithium iron, the size of the batteries you'd need to power a truck is just ridiculous at the moment. That's not happening, is it? Um, they talk about electrifying the road network and turning trucks into trams. I mean, it's just nonsense. Um, it's not going to, and it's not going to happen overnight. Shippers need to get with a co-loading program and pay the surcharge for direct and dedicated deliveries for the extra COT produced. And he also says, thanks for shout out. He's waiting on credit control and his seventh fuel supply. He says, oh, I haven't got bad credit. He's trying to sort us out with um, and some of the guys on the Facebook with a bit of a cheaper fuel type thing. Regarding the, the emissions thing as well, um, and I'm probably wrong because I normally am, but as far as I understand it, isn't the reason we all got ad blue? was so that it would turn the carbon dioxide into ash. So the, the idea is the air blue chemical gets sprayed on the CO2 and that gets the carbon monoxide, is it monoxide? CO2, carbon dioxide, turns the, the poisonous bit into ash, which then just falls out of the exhaust pipe onto the road. And I'm curious to know, what is the difference? And like I say, I don't know, this is a genuine question. What is the difference in pollutant emissions between a Euro 5 truck and a Euro 6 truck? And if it's not that much, then is it really about the environment and saving the kids in the schools as all the trucks are parked outside, chucking the fuel out? Or is it just an excuse to, well, you know, penalise the small business or just a reason to try to get us to buy newer vehicles? Because if it's an excuse to buy us new, buy newer vehicles, then surely that's not environmentally friendly. Because surely then all these old lorries that we're driving at the moment, like my Alice, who's lovely, there's nothing wrong with her whatsoever, but suddenly I've got to get rid of her because I've got to get a Euro 6. What happens to her then? She gets scrapped. That's just more rubbish and more waste. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. So I do get a bit frustrated sometimes. And the truth of the matter is all these people, it strikes me, it's like you get these places where they turn around and sort of go, <laughs> it makes me smile. Um, like no deliveries ex except for access. Oh, that's fine then, is it? So, you know, we don't want you running your horrible trucks everywhere, but we do want our stuff. Yeah, great. Well, what we'll do is we'll just, um, we'll, we'll Harry Potter deliver it. I'll just use the wand to make it just magically appear in your front room. Rent over. Uh, Sean Kilmartin, he says, I bought a vehicle from NIB4. He says, it's all right unless it turns out to be a pig, but then it's difficult to doorstep and sort them out. But I don't know what NIB4 is. Anybody does, please let me know. I hope your vehicle is fine. Uh, Chopper8515, he says, I need something shipping from Poland. Anyone know anyone? If anyone does, he was in the comments. Or if you can let me know if someone is coming from Poland and it's going to bring something to the UK, please let me know. I'll pass it on. You can maybe give him a bell or something like that. Uh, Yorkie Bar says, two years later, you're still doing it. I think it's coming up for two and a half, possibly three now. I'm losing track. You know, sort of. It's been a while, I know that. Um, van on the run. Oh, because I did a video on four things you should do so you don't come unstuck. He said it's also, and it's a good point, this, it's also important to read the shipper's notes 
Sometimes that's important. And also make sure you comply with their invoicing instructions, especially concerning PODs. Job's not finished when the goods are delivered. No, the job's not finished till the money's in the bank. Um, as regarding PODs, what I always do, I do, um, we do the same thing with everybody. I get a paper POD, a hard copy, scan it, put that on the email, and then I take the hard, we take the hard copies and we send them off with a physical invoice. And, and even the ones, because some people will turn around and they'll say, um, we don't want invoices. But as we say in our terms and conditions, the problem is because everybody wants it a different way. We do it our way. <laughs> we do everything. And if you don't want the invoices, chuck them in a bit. I don't agree with it. Again, I don't like this unenvironmentally friendly thing. Why can't we co-load? Why can't we have um, paperless invoices? This is the 21st century now. But while everybody else is on a different system, it's just far too painful to look at every single individual requirements of a shipper. It's much easier just to print up all the invoices with the POD, state them together, put them in envelopes and send them out. I believe I don't do it. Jim and do. Thanks, guys. Um, Ian Merrick again. He says, a simple on the MDA again on habits, a simple habit to avoid coming unstuck with shippers' platforms is read their terms and conditions. Because, you'll, yeah, you'll get that as well. He said, I registered interest with a startup shipper a couple of months ago, recently got an invite on board. He said, I checked the terms and conditions. There was a clause in there essentially saying, any problems with the delivery, you sort it out. So I haven't joined. He said, I load, I drive, I unload. Uh, going rates don't pay enough for me to sort out shippers' client issues. He said, oh, and by the way, Pete, have you considered doing a live shipping forecast? You cope very well on the camera in harsh weather. Mate, 25 years as a street market trader. Wind, rail, rain, hail, snow. You go back to some of my market trading videos, you'll see me standing on Finchley, one of two traders. Standing there in the snow. <laughs> Bad weather is what I did. You know, the whole idea of tramping was like camping. But I used to camp every day. I used to go somewhere, put a tent up, stand underneath it for eight hours, try to take some money, take the tent down and come home again. I've done my share of that, really. But, yeah, the bad weather and me are kind of... Um, I miss that. I don't even mind the harsh weather. I kind of like it. It's even better when you've got a warm truck to get into when you fish make your videos. Um, Dragos Andre Hutulak says, Business insurance is also good for Amazon delivery. Hire and reward policies are more expensive. Uh, Dragos, can you tell me more about this? Because um, I don't really know. I, I know, you, you, as far as I understood it, you either have to have hire and reward, which kind of is the Amazon thing, or light haulage, which kind of our thing is. I'm not aware of business insurance, so if you can pass on any more information, I would be curious to know. Thank you very much. Um, Domain name guy says, if you are in a long wheelbase sprint or an extra long wheelbase, oh yeah, he was talking about weights on vans. This is the thing to bear in mind is the fact is as you make the van longer... That's more metal, so it makes the van heavier. So theoretically, if you've got the same van before they put the body on it, a little body is going to carry more than a big body. So say, for example, you've got a little body, might take a pallet and a third of coke. A big body might only take a pallet of coke because the third of the pallet weighs the same as the rest of the metal on the van. So things to bear in mind, there are advantages and disadvantages on all vans. I'm always a big fan of a big one. But um, if you're going to have one, you might as well have a big one, I say. Um, but then I also do say there's no point having a Rolls Royce if you can't put it in the garage. Um, again, you do you when it comes down to vans. Steve Campbell, he says, oh, spot on with the dual wheels. Again, we were talking about van weights and the fact that um, the Luton vans have a double axle on the back, which means although it distributes the weight better, because it's only got two wheels extra, each must weigh at least 50 kilos, probably more, maybe, you know, probably 50 kilos, 
Yeah, that's 100 kilos that's down on the payload of your van. He said, um, yeah, spot with the dual wheels. However, vans with dual, dual rear wheels initially had smaller, narrower wheels, but modern vans have got the wider wheels now. So the same with the Arctics are now running on super single rear wheels. I thought that the other day. I always thought the six axles always had two wheels on the back, but now they've only got one wheel on the back. And I thought, did I imagine it? But he says, yeah, that with single rear wheel units instead of the old dual wheels. So speed limits in vans are, have been stuck... Um, Oh, and have been stated in the highway code. Any van over two ton has the same speed limit as a seven and a half ton. Um, it's listed as good vehicles up to seven and a half ton, not good vehicles between three and a half and seven and a half ton, um, and can legally be driven at 70 in the outside lane of a motorway if you're not fitted with a limiter. All oh, right, okay. So that's why I can't go on the outside lane of a motorway because I've got a limiter on. Um, car speed limits include vans up to two ton and car derived vans. Hope that's put the yeah. Uh, oh, just stick in the middle lane. <laughs> or the inside lane if it's free, you know. 56, me and Harris, the paddle jumper. Clocking along, quite happy. Uh, Adam Scher says, with no claims discount, he said, if you're getting a van and you're no longer running a car, you will find that most insurance will mirror your car no claims bonus onto your, onto your van one. So that's saying that what he's saying there is, if you've got it on a car, but you don't need it for the car anymore, you can mirror it onto a van. It will depend on the individual insurer. I mean, we, I, I go with the Business West Direct Mob. I don't know if they mirror or not, to be honest with you. But um, I suppose it's something to check out. It may make it, it will, it will make a difference on which insurer you ultimately go with. Um, Godzilla says, oh, regarding lifting things, he said, regarding weights, he said, the health and safety executive recommends you lift a maximum weight of 25 kilos. It's not cast in stone, but this is what is the guidelines for a person to be able to pick up on their own. After this, it recommends two people or lifting equipment. You will see multi-drop adverts that say max of um, 30, yeah, 30 kilos until you get there. I've turned one down in the past because it was 108 kilos and I didn't have a trolley that day. I've done 200 kilos before. However, people will be very, very wise to remember that they do not get paid sick pay as a subby. You break yourself in, and you're in trouble. Um, van, van which will give you a good start and some... I've gone... Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know what's happened with the last bit. But, um, yeah, it's a fair point. And I'm that stupid bloke that turns around and goes, I still think I'm 20. Uh, yeah, I can have it. And I was always a big geezer. I was always one of the advantages. I was quite strong. Big out of that box, and I used to pick it up, like, you know. I'm still doing it. I was running my mother-in-law's this morning, moving a chimney pot. It's probably too heavy. I probably shouldn't have done it. And he's right. If I throw my back out, who's going to feed my family? But I'm just stupid and, and gung-ho and um, a bit vain. And want to prove that I'm still not old, despite the fact I am. I'm sitting here in glasses. It's ridiculous. My beard's turning grey. Um, but, um, yeah, so be wise what you do, guys. Trolleys, sack barrows, tail lifts, all these things help. And, I mean, you know, you know, you know your own limitations. And they just you know, bend your knees, don't, don't lift your back, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if it feels like it's too heavy, it's too heavy. And if they turn around and say, well, I can't, I can't move that, so I'm taking it back then. Um... Danny Forever. He says, Pete, I'm looking to get a low low roof, long wheelbase transit custom. Loading area dimensions are, he said, it's five millimetres. That's 534 centimetres. That's five metres long. But that's the entire van, isn't it? Um, by, t by 200 a wide, by 200 high. Could, uh, could a long wheelbase... Transit custom do large van jobs, or would it be a small to medium van job? I don't know. 
Um, in my experience, the transit customs aren't that big. We've got one parked on our driveway at the moment from Enterprise for reasons that will become clear in January. Um, but on the, what I would say is you want to get a tape measure in the back. If you can get a tape measure in the back and it's around about three metres, or if it's three metres, it's a long wheelbase. If it's under three metres, it's chances are it's a medium wheelbase. That's not an exact science. That's just the rule of thumb that I tend to work with. Um, small vans, uh, short wheelbase, one pallet. Medium wheelbase, two pallets. Long wheelbase, three pallets. Extra long wheelbase, four pallets. Luton, five pallets. Luton curtain, six pallets. Get a tape measure in the back. If it's, if it's three metres long, you can get three pallets in. If it's less than three metres long, it's up for debate on where it's a long wheelbase or not. That's, it's not an exact science. Kenneth McKenzie says, Hi Pete, can you ask the guys which ADR training company is best for a LGV driver and can they charge per, and what they charge per mile for a long wheelbase? I'd, I'd say long wheelbase is probably about 75, 80 PML. 80 PML might be a bit on the overside, but about that. Um, it's, I've seen courses from 650 to 1,000. Is it possible to do the course online and exam during the pandemic? I don't know about that because the ADR has got an exam and it's kind of a more practical thing. I don't know about that. And I don't know if they, because now things have opened up a little bit, they'll let you do that one on the Zoom. I know my mob Hughes driver training do it. There was also the guys that I went with when I did my CPC, um, which is on the website. If you follow a link at the end to the website, um, they do it as well. But I haven't done it with anybody, so I can't really comment like, you know. So, But, yeah, anyone else want to recommend an ADR training company? This is what I'm here for. Gladly pass the information on. And finally, from Christian Maris um, Kodjikadu. Kodjikadu. Sorry, Christian, if I got that one wrong. It's hi, Pete. Is it better on the CX self-employed with VAT or limited plus VAT? Um, he said, I now run, when you run with lorries, it's better limited, but I run a long wheelbase van. If you're going to run, I would say, if you just want to be a sole trader, be a sole trader. For start, the CX will charge you more if you tell them you're a limited company, because they say you're a company, therefore you've got to pay company rates. If you've got a factory that's already running lorries, I'd stick it all in together. Doesn't seem, it just seems like a headache to have it all separate. Just take it all and put it all in one pot and then just, you know, keep it simple. But then, what do I know? Very little. And in conclusion, uh, Kenneth McKenzie says, my D-Day is fast approaching. He's joining the CX. He said, I've been working hard. The van is um, 100% insulated. There was someone else joining the van. This isn't. 100% with, with new plyboard walls fit with extra anchor points on the floor he said I've got to fit some carbon batteries um, 2000 watt my god this thing is it, it's, it's like Bradley what's his name um, Bradley Walsh's uh, Winnie Bago when he went off with his son isn't it um, home company's got a bed he's got a JB folding bed which apparently is the one the van on the run uses when he tramps um it might be overkill, but once I'm out and working, I only need to visit a premier in, say, twice a week, which is dead handy because they're going to get dear. You, I mean, they've, they've been 30 quid recently, but now everything's lifted. They're going to go up to 60, 70 quid, possibly more. Um, da, 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 da. He said, you know, until I get a shower feed. When you get the roll of disco in there. Oh my God! This is this is this is great. I want to see this van. It's fantastic. Um, he said, "I've just finished working in Afghanistan, um, and in the last eight years, and he's been in Iraq as well. So he's used to roughing it a bit. Although the way the van will be kitted out, I won't exactly be roughing it, mate. Bearing in mind what you guys have gone probably been living for in Iraq and Afghanistan, it sounds like you'll be living in a palace." <laughs> <laughs> 
But I would like to see this van. It does. It intrigues me when it's done. Send me some pictures or something if you would. Um, oh, there was another guy who said he's just starting up soon. I've, I missed you somewhere in the comments. And he's running at weekends. Be careful at weekends. Uh, I'm sorry I missed you. I wrote it down somewhere. It's disappeared. Um, because for start, you know, you're not theoretically supposed to be driving at weekends if you're on HGVs Monday to Friday because... I know it's not on the card, so you're not driving a big motor, but if something happens, they could take a dim view on it. And also, the exchange is not the busiest place at weekends. So you might get a job going out, but you might not get one coming back. Having said that, I know that you're all set up and ready to go, and I wish you the best of luck. And obviously, if there's anything that we can do, me or the wise guys, if you want to put a question in, anything that we can do to help, that's what we're here for. And Vinnie Van on the Run says, he said, oh, I agree with Peter. Things do happen with transport. He said, a while back, I was on the M1, and the police cars come speeding past me and then stopped all the traffic. Turns out there were ducks on the road. It was funny watching the police trying to round them up and get them off in the carriageway. That's one for the kids on TikTok, isn't it? Police riding up the... <laughs> what's it, riding up trucks. Can't park there, mate. I don't understand. I understand YouTube. That's it. I'm done. Right, I'm going to stick it on now. God knows what time it'll go out. Please, God, the upload speeds won't be too bad. Um, sun is shining. Out on Monday. Take care. Take money. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.